Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. If you are watching us in Pennsylvania, it is going to be an intriguing night in the Republican Senate primary. If you just listen to Clay and Buck or you're going to be listening to it later, we had all three of the final uh, contenders, at least based on polling, Kathy Barnett, Dr. Oz, and Dave McCormick. And I love watching the results come in. So I will be sitting around watching these results come in. And it will be super interesting to see what those look like. You guys, uh, 10,000 of you voted in the first two hours, which is pretty lot uh, for this uh, question. And you thought Kathy Barnett was going to beat Dr. Oz with Dave McCormick in third spot. We will see whether or not that ends up being true. Uh, But we got a lot to dive into, uh, and that is one of the big stories as there are, I believe, five different state primaries taking place today as we move closer and closer uh, to a little bit, what, five and a half months until the midterms, which are coming up in November, and I believe are going to be a red wave. And a big reason why I believe there is going to be a red wave is because increasingly everyone is recognizing that Joe Biden does not have any answers at all when it comes to figuring out how to handle the most basic aspects of his job. We've got inflation at 40-year highs. Uh, We have got the border as a sieve, people crossing in rates that we truly have never seen before. Uh, War in Europe, uh, partly, I believe, occurring because of Joe Biden's weakness. Uh, We've got murder rates that are skyrocketing all over this country, continuing to build. Number of people killed with guns hit a new high going all the way back to 1994. Uh, early in uh, 2020 with the final data coming in from there and things I believe have gotten worse in 2021 and 2022. And increasingly, you have people calling out Joe Biden for his economic failure, including former Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, who fired back at the idea Biden is putting out there of lowering inflation by increasing taxes by rightly analyzing that if Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan had passed, as Biden desperately hoped it would, but for the opposition of Joe Manchin, that inflation would, we had Charles Gasparino on the show today, say a lot of CEOs are saying inflation would be 20% if Joe Biden had put trillions more dollars into the economy. And really the way to explain why inflation is as high as it is right now is pretty simple. You have way too much demand artificially inflating a restrained amount of supply. In other words, our government has has thrown money of an exorbitant nature out into the marketplace and people are now bidding higher prices to try to buy a supply-constrained product which has led to inflation we haven't seen in 40 years. And the only way to dial that back is to decrease the overall demand by raising interest rates and 
theoretically starting to dial back some of the easy money out of our economy. So we'll see how that goes, but I give credit to Jeff Bezos for finally speaking out and drawing attention to the issues at play here. We got a lot of different controversies that I want to hit. Uh, First of all, see Jordan Peterson, who I've met. We're going to have him on the radio show on Thursday. He's decided to leave Twitter over a huge uh, blow-up surrounding the SI swimsuit issue. Now, let me just take a minute here to talk about this. Who are the people that still care about the SI swimsuit issue? I mean, really legitimately go and want to grab it. I remember being 11, 12, 13 years old in a pre-internet era, the SI swimsuit issue was a really big deal because generally you didn't get to see a lot of good-looking women wearing bathing suits of a skimpy nature very often, okay? Just wasn't that common. And so the SI swimsuit issue arriving, everybody was super excited about it. Who was on the cover was a big deal. The SI swimsuit models all became superstars. But let's be honest. Who is not able to see as many good-looking women in scanty clothing as they want in an internet age? I understand why the SI swimsuit issue was really popular in 1985 and in 1988 and even in 1990 or 1992. But in 2022, who's sitting around thinking, you know what? There aren't enough women in bathing suits that I can go see. That's basically the entirety of Instagram. Instagram is basically defined by hot chicks hardly wearing anything. It is an absolute uh, bathing suit uh, extravaganza on a day-to-day basis. So I don't even know how this is still a business model. I don't understand who the people are who get really excited about who's on the cover of the SI swimsuit issue. But over the past several years, there has been a movement towards instead of putting really incredibly, objectively smoking hot people in the SI swimsuit issue, which used to be exclusively made up of incredibly good-looking women in fantastic shape who were rare, right? Their body types were rare. They were unicorns, right? They were freakish. Uh, What I used to analogize back in the day, I would say, hey, Victoria's Secret supermodels are like NBA lottery picks. There just aren't very many of their bodies made, right? There aren't very many six foot 10 or seven foot super athletic people in the world. There aren't very many six foot tall, perfectly proportioned, gorgeous supermodels either. They're both freaks. And I mean that in a really positive way in that the reason why their talent is rare is because it's uncommon. And so lately in modeling, and I don't really understand this, there's been a movement towards let's have models that look more like real life people. And evidently that has some appeal. I don't really understand that. But it doesn't translate anywhere else. Like imagine that I said, hey, yeah, I like sports, but I feel bad because athletes are bigger, stronger, and faster than the average people who watch them. So instead of having these Adonises, instead of having these freakishly proportioned, incredibly well-toned athletic men representing the apex of our sport in basketball and football and soccer and baseball, wherever it is, whatever sport you like, Let's instead put the most average-looking dudes possible in those same uniforms 
So we make people who look average feel better about themselves and they can see reflected in those athletes, people who reflect the image of what they look like as opposed to an aspirational target. That wouldn't be very popular. If I told you, hey, I know superheroes are big and strong and ripped, but I'm really bothered by the message that we're sending to everybody out there that superheroes are in an incredible physical position uh, 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 and have really big, strong muscles. So we're going to have fat superheroes. I don't think people would respond very well to it. So I don't understand the concept of let's put models and make them look like everybody else. The whole point of a model is it is someone who is modeling the apex of what the body can achieve, in my opinion, whether it's male or female. I mean, I could be shirtless on the cover of uh, Men's Fitness. I should not be shirtless on the cover of Men's Fitness because nobody out there should see me and say, you know what I aspire to look like one day? 43-year-old dad bod extraordinaire Clay Travis. I could be in the SI swimsuit issue. Hell, I could be a cover artist for the SI swimsuit issue. I shouldn't be. Because nobody who goes to the beach should be like, you know who I want to look like? Clay Travis. No, you should aspire to look like somebody a lot better than me. But so anyway, this has turned into like, I guess SI has all of these regular people now that it puts in the swimsuit issue. And now it's turned into an issue that Jordan Peterson came out and said, Uh, something like, yeah, he didn't really approve of it. And it's turned into a huge controversy. And I don't really get it. Uh, I got to be honest with you, I don't. Um, I think that we should aspire to be incredibly healthy and everybody should aspire to be incredibly ripped. And most of us are not going to be either of those things. But it doesn't mean that that shouldn't be our goal. Our goal should be to be as healthy and good-looking and physically in shape as possible, yet evidently it's now, what is it? everybody's focused on fat shaming and everything else. Look, if you are fat, I think you should lose weight. Is that fat shaming? I think that's the number one thing that you should do to help the overall health of the country, okay? Whether you're male or female, gay or straight, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, if you are fat, I think you should try to lose weight because I think you will be healthier. I sometimes look around and think to myself, how in the world is this the world that we live in? So anyway, I also think, by the way, if you are obsessed with the SI swimsuit issue, still, you are a huge loser. I have no idea how the SI swimsuit issue is still in existence. Speaking of huge losers, did you see Deadspin was trending last night? Uh, Deadspin was trending last night because they wrote an article. This was their headline. White fans were entertained by black athletes a day after a racist killed black people in Buffalo. This is what white supremacy looks like. I don't I don't even understand the argument here. All right, I'm just going to deconstruct this. Deadspin, which by the way, I was an editor of back in the day, early in my career, I was at CBS Sports, then I went to Deadspin where I was an editor for a short period of time. And for those of you who remember this era of the internet, Deadspin used to be a zany, irreverent, fun place to go hang out during the day. 
And then it just turned into the most far left-wing, anti-sports, everything sucks world. And this super woke piece is a perfect representation of that. Let me repeat it. White fans were entertained by black athletes a day after a racist killed black people in Buffalo. I don't even understand what that opening tease represents. So should black people have refused to play in the NBA? Should white people have refused to pay their salaries by watching the NBA? It's nonsensical. And then it continues, this is what white supremacy looks like. So wait, white supremacy looks like paying highly skilled athletes tens of millions of dollars to play a game? That's really what white supremacy looks like? That seems like the opposite of white supremacy. White supremacy seems like it would be slavery, i.e. requiring somebody to work for you without being compensated by generational wealth in exchange for this. Do you think if you went back in time to the slave days and you said, hey, I know things suck now, but you're not going to believe what the situation is going to be like in 2022. Instead of having no human rights and being forced to labor for no money, you in the future are going to be able to replace picking cotton with playing basketball for a living, and you will be paid more than anyone in the entire South makes in a year off the plantation system in order to play a game. But I want you to know, that's how nasty white supremacy is going to be in the future. Do you think that anybody would still think that was white supremacy? I don't think so. And this is emblematic, unfortunately, of what the woke sports media has allowed to occur in sports, which I wrote my entire book arguing against this. Sports is about the meritocracy. It's about the best man or woman, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, whatever your background is, finding a way to triumph. And it doesn't matter anything else other than your ability on the field, on the court, on the track, wherever you are. Sports is about elite talent. It's about excelling to a level that no one else can match. It is the very antithesis of woke culture, which is about dragging everything down into the muck and arguing that America is a fundamentally awful, racist place. I think America should be more like sports, and I think sports should be less like America. We need a place in American life, where whether you are gay, straight, Muslim, Jewish, Christian, atheist, whatever you are, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, you can be exulting in a stadium or arena with people who look a lot different than you just based on being a member of the same fan base. We need tribal lines. That's really what rooting for a team is. You become a member of a tribe that cuts across everything that divides us. As I have been saying for years, there are very few things that people talk about on an equal, honest level like sports. 
whether you're the neurosurgeon of the hospital or a janitor, whether you are the principal or whether you are uh, the teacher's aide, whether you are the CEO or the lowest level employee in that company, you can sit together and debate and discuss on an even level your favorite teams and your favorite athletes. And many in the sports media are trying to destroy that by finding ways to divide instead of bringing us together. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Speaking of dividing instead of bringing us together, Senator Chuck Schumer is blaming Tucker Carlson and Fox News for the shooting that took place in Buffalo. Uh, He has sent a letter to Fox News. I'm sure he's demanding that Tucker Carlson be fired, taken off the air, whatever the arguments are. Let me be straightforward on this. The only person who is responsible for a violent crime is the person who commits the violent crime. Much of what happens on the internet today, and certainly social media, is there's a blame factory. Something happens, and everybody immediately rushes to assign blame for why it happened. Sometimes people are just awful, violent felons and nobody else is responsible for their behavior. I think that's the truth when it comes to mass shootings. But Chuck Schumer wrote an entire letter to Fox News, and then Tucker Carlson came back and he said, okay, you want me fired. You do not believe that I am worthy of having this show. So I am going to invite you on the show tonight. This is what Tucker Carlson did to debate the letter that you sent. And instead, Chuck Schumer said he would not do it uh, because I believe Chuck Schumer is a coward. Look, if you are going to accuse somebody of being responsible for a mass murder, which is one of the worst things you can accuse somebody of being responsible for in all of America, the least you could do is actually go on and explain why you believe that person is responsible for that mass shooting. Instead, Chuck Schumer is running because I believe he knows that if he engaged in a battle, in a debate, in a, in a, in a combat over ideas, verbally, with Tucker Carlson, he would get eviscerated. And so he doesn't want to humiliate and embarrass himself and demonstrate the paucity of his ideas in a head-to-head matchup with Tucker Carlson. Instead, he wants to stand on the sidelines and lob insults with no actual debate at hand. And so I give credit to Tucker Carlson for extending the opportunity to Chuck Schumer to come on the show and make his arguments to Tucker's audience itself. Instead, Chuck Schumer is running and hiding away from that challenge. Speaking of running and hiding, ESPN runs and hides anytime somebody has 
anything other than a far-left woke viewpoint. If you want to know how that Deadspin article came to be written, saying that watching the NBA playoffs was the very definition of white supremacy, um, a big argument for why that is is because of how left-wing and filled with lunacy the sports media has become. It's far left-wing. And what is allowed to happen at a place like ESPN? ESPN has been suspending Sage Steele for sharing her political beliefs for some time. Uh, They have been demonstrating forever that there is a different standard for far left-wing political opinions than there are for any other political opinions. And this continues. ESPN has a prohibition on discussing politics, and Mina Kimes has come out and endorsed a far left-wing L.A. mayoral candidate. Uh, Look, I think Mina Kimes should be able to endorse anybody that she wants in a political election, right? Period. But ESPN has a policy against it. And that policy would certainly be implemented in an aggressive way, I believe, if somebody were endorsing a conservative or Republican candidate as a part of their platform. Instead, because Mina Kimes is endorsing a far left-wing L.A. mayoral candidate, she is being allowed to do so, different than what is being applied to Sage Steele. I'm a believer in content-neutral policies. You'll remember that I said I didn't think that Jamel Hill should get fired even for calling the president on her Twitter feed a white supremacist. I think she should have the right to her own political opinions outside of the larger arena. It's not what she did, though. Uh, it's what they've done. They have consistently applied one standard of beliefs for conservative political opinion, even just a little bit left-of-center political opinion. Anything other than far-left-wing politics is not allowed at ESPN, and Mina Kimes continues to illustrate that on a regular basis. Uh, And so I would just call upon ESPN to implement a brand-new policy that allows people in their private lives to have whatever political opinions they want and to endorse them but to apply that standard evenly no matter what the political opinions at play are. Uh, Celtics and the Heat are going on tonight. Eastern Conference Finals. We also have the Mavs tomorrow on the road against the Warriors. Uh, From a gambling perspective, you can go to fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay. $1,000 no-risk wager. I am going to take the Celtics plus two tonight. Grant Williams hit seven threes. The Celtics have been shooting lights out. Uh, from beyond the arc. I am taking the Celtics plus two, and I am taking the under in this game tonight down in Miami uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. A couple of other different stories that are out there. Five to 11-year-old kids can now get booster shots. I think this is madness. I believe it is child abuse. If you are getting a five to 11-year-old child already the double shot COVID, and you are also now adding a booster shot, Kids have a statistically, basically 0% chance of having any issues. They're more in danger of being killed driving to and from a school or drowning than they are from COVID. Uh, We have to be able to analyze risk. If you are under 25 years old, throughout this whole COVID mess, you have been more likely to die in a car accident than you have to be dying from COVID. And so, I believe rational thought should apply here. 75% of kids, according to the CDC's own data, have already had COVID. 
The vast majority of kids have already been exposed to it. They are gaining nothing by a COVID shot that provides limited, not very long-lasting protection, if at all, to children. This is nonsense. Any parent who is rushing out to get their five-year-old a booster shot against COVID is so overcome by fear that they have lost the ability to make rational thought. And it is sad, and I believe it is child abuse, what is being done to kids in this country in the name of COVID. Uh, Speaking of uh, insanity, did you see what's going on with the BLM expenses that are out there? Uh, First of all, the BLM founder, Patrice Cullors, uh, allegedly bought a $6 million mansion in L.A., Uh, She also has paid herself $120,000 for consulting fees. She paid her brother $840,000 for security, paid her baby's father $970,000 for creative services, and paid her director $2.1 million for operational support. Uh, This is crying out for an IRS investigation. BLM looks to be a fraudulent nonprofit that is wildly overpaying its founders and allowing them to become rich off of this tens of millions of dollars that they raised allegedly to make everyone safer um, in this uh, in this analysis. Um, also, a couple of more stories. These are more lighthearted. Uh, we've got a Uh, investigation into UFOs, Capitol Hill, uh, congressional inquiry, looking for the latest data and information surrounding UFOs. I am a longtime UFO believer. I believe, yes, I really do, in intelligent life elsewhere in uh, our galaxy and in the uh, universe. And I believe that people have visited in UFOs. Who are those people? I have no idea but I believe they are capable of getting here and that we don't have the method to be able to track and understand who they are. Uh, I don't know if the majority of you believe or do not believe in UFOs, but I was very intrigued by that congressional hearing that was going on today. Uh, Twitter versus Elon Musk. If you haven't been paying attention to this, uh, Elon Musk is now saying basically that much of the traffic that exists on Twitter is made up of bots and is not actually a real-life approximation of uh, of what is going on with Twitter. Uh, in other words, there are way more than 5% bots. Well, stock market is up a decent amount, finally, uh, today as, uh, as, uh, as we bounce back a bit from the disaster that has been the start of this year. And Twitter stock has actually turned positive Recall that Elon Musk said he was going to buy Twitter for $54.20 a share. Well, right now, Twitter is trading at $38.58, suggesting perhaps that Elon Musk is going to end up getting a discount on his ultimate purchase of Twitter based on potentially some of the uh, fraudulent, arguable, statements out there about what percentage of Twitter uh, uh, accounts are fraudulent, which are bots and which are not. Uh, It always seems to me that there are a huge percentage of people out there who are using bot accounts. And uh, and it seems like it is growing still at a fairly rapid fashion. Um, And so uh, as you break that out, um, 
this is a uh, this is a really intriguing uh, analysis to continue to uh, to break down. But I think what's going to end up happening is that Elon Musk is going to agree to purchase Twitter for a little bit, maybe substantially less than what the agreed upon price was uh, before all was said and done. Finally, um, this is uh, this is good news. Taco Bell today has brought back, I believe I am correct in this, Taco Bell has returned the Mexican pizza. I am and have long been a big fan of the Mexican pizza. My standard Taco Bell order, Mountain Dew, Mexican pizza, and two hard taco Supremes. That was my go-to for a long time. I absolutely love that meal. I still remember how crushed I was when my wife came back. We've taken the kids to go get Taco Bell. She said, what do you want? I said, you know what I want? The Mexican pizza, a couple of tacos. I don't remember what number it was. I feel like maybe number two on the Taco Bell value menu. And she called me from the uh, car line and said, I got some bad news for you. They've taken the Mexican pizza off the menu. I don't know what Taco Bell could have been thinking in replacing the Mexican pizza, but hallelujah, redemption has arrived. I can't wait to get back out to Taco Bell and go get another Mexican pizza. For those of you out there who uh, recall long-term Taco Bell fandom, it was one of the goats on the menu. Welcome back, Mexican pizza. I am thrilled to have you in my warm embrace again. Going to go out, going to get the Mexican pizza, couple of Taco Supremes, Mountain Dew, and some cinnamon twists. Boom! It's going to be a hell of a meal that I'm having soon. Uh, I'll take the boys as well. Appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick the Show.